0: hello welcome i was loving that new intro to be fair um so yeah welcome everyone this is a a new pod um it obviously part of the third and short brand um you can see we've got two of the regulars here um I, and Mark had sort of come up with a, a good idea about um giving you guys a bit of a, a saturday preview show more along the the tv games so you know we know we're sort of geared up to the the more UK fan than we are, anyone else, so they're the sort of games that more people will be involved in than anything, along with their own teams as well. Um, and it'll just consist of sort of Mark really looking at sort of key matchups um, about what's happening, you know, in in the TV games. And what we'll probably find is there's a bit of a balance here of, of Mark being the expert and and me being here from sort of a, a layman's term and and be able to ask questions that. You know, I won't really understand what Mark's talking about in detail, and hopefully, most of our listeners that are new to the sport or are getting into the sport or the same level of sort of I am will will find those questions and the answers Mark will give useful, so we can you know we can understand it. Um, Mark, any, anything from you just about what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it's 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 really good that we've got this pod on because I think when most people who are in neutral viewing a game on Sky and their teams not necessarily playing in that matchup. And some of them won't have Game Pass and they will be relying on Sky for televised games. I think this is really good because when when you've got a bit of context for maybe a show like this beforehand, it gives you specific things to look out for and stuff like that. And of course, if you've got a fantasy stake in it as well, that also adds a little bit more fun to it too. So I'm really excited for this pod. Thanks, uh, Tom, for joining us. Um, Absolutely. And we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get foolish, you know. I'll let I'll let you ask the questions, and I'll uh, expert expert, as you call it, so yeah, more like expert, more like focused gobshite is what I would, <laughs> what I would describe myself as. But, uh, I don't it. know if I've ever been called an expert, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll try, I'll try my best to live up that, to that. Yeah. Podcast, you know.
0: Um, so for obviously those that, that know how this sort of works, there, there's a couple of people behind the scenes who, you know, produce the episodes for us. So we've got Jamie from, you know, our Monday show and, and Bones from the Thursday show. and OJP jumps on it every now and again. We've got Bones in the background today working his magic. So hopefully in a second he's going to put up the, uh, the, the t- televised games that are on Sky. There we go. Look at that. Right on cue. Um, obviously, we've already had the, the Jags and Bengals game. So, I think what we'll do, Mark, you know, over to you, we'll work work through them one by one. Four fascinating games. I know you'll have some massive matchups about. Um, And then, yeah, you know, anyone that's listening, if you've got questions, fire away. Um, I've put it into the group to see if anyone's got any fantasy questions. Because I know we're going to touch on fantasy a lot. This is sort of what the pod's about. And, um, you know, we want people to be able to be looking into these and going, oh, that sounds like a, you know, there's a winner, a clear winner there in that matchup. Let's look at that for fantasy. And then I think at the end, me and Mark are going to have a bit of a fun and try and have a bit of a competition. Pick maybe three players that we're tipping for a good week in fantasy. And then we'll we'll see how much Mark beats me by every week. So, yeah, Browns and Vikings, mate. Where we at? George,
1: this is a tough game to pick. This is a really tough game to pick. The Vikings are much better than their record suggests. They've lost out on a couple of really close games. Um, I'm thinking of the Cardinals games, and you know, like in Week Three, uh, sorry, in Week Two, which was a real entertaining game, and it was end to end. Kirk Cousins is having a sneaky good season. Yeah. He's yet to throw an interception. I think he's thrown uh, seven TDs. On fantasy, he's actually ranked. I think the number four quarterback at this moment in time. You might have to check that, but I know he's in the top five. And he is. He's having a very, um, he's having a very sneaky good season, Kirk Cousins. And I think that what the Browns will want to do is establish the run, but I don't necessarily think that it's going to be easy for them to do that. Yeah. Um, I think Nick Chubb's going to meet Dalvin Tomlinson. In the middle of that in the middle of that Vikings defense which you know perfectly well from yeah. your timing Thomas air uh, Tom and I just think that this is a game which I'm staying away from on the betting but the closer I gets to kickoff you know like I'm kind of thinking the Vikings might sneak this in. and I and I think it's gonna be I think there's gonna be a field goal in it yeah. um but I kind of I'm erring on the side of the Vikings winning on this, you know, Tom. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I, I agree. With you. I mean, Tomlinson's huge in in this game for me, um, and you know, you'll know more. But like you say, from his time in in New York and seeing what our lines like now without him, um, you know, Leonard Williams Williams is almost missing. Dexter Lawrence looks missing, and a lot of the fans were saying that last year it was all down to Tomlinson. So don't get me wrong. Your stat padder was obviously Leo and and Dexter, but now we've got Austin Johnson there in with them. We're, we're struggling, you know. We've got six sacks as a team, and three of them are from our rookie, Azizu Jilari. So it, it, he's clearly a big, big time player. So it will be interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jordan's asked a really good question there. Will the Browns be able to put enough pressure on Cousins? You know, this Vikings line was suspect going in. In the drafted a left tackle first. First uh, round in the draft, you know, the tough Christian Darasol, who, who's who's got, he, he, I think he's yet to play a snap yet. He's, he's, he's recovering from offseason um surgery. Um, so, I mean, obviously you would look at that and you'd think the game that Miles Garrett had last week in the emergence of Jadavian Clowney is a viable threat opposite him. You would think that, you know, that the Browns will be able to get the Cousins. But I'm not too sharp. Sure. That they'll be uh, rush them with such abandon as what they did against Justin Fields last week. Yeah. One thing that this Minnesota team can't do—it doesn't really matter if you've got Madison or Cook in the backfield—they can move the ball on the ground. And if you're sending blitzes, you're vulnerable of run. Yeah, you know, like runs being chunked off. Yeah. Um, I think I think this is, I think this is just not a good matchup for the Browns, and. Vice versa, I kind of think it's not really a good matchup for the Vikings either. You know, I think what the Vikings want to do on offense slightly favors them more than what the Browns want to do on offense. Um, the Browns are still really to figure out what's going on in their secondary yet. And if you can't attack them, you can attack them in the air. Right. Um, and the Vikings, like I said, have got Kirk Cousins, who's in really good form. They've got Justin Jefferson and Adam Phelan, who's as good as a wide receiver tandem. as as you'll find in the NFL. You know, they're up there in the top five tandems. And I just kind of think that this is going to be a game where it's going to come down to maybe Kirk Cousins against Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield's going to be asked to throw a lot more in this game. Both are having sneaky good seasons. It's, It's kind of like, who do I trust more in this situation, Tom? Yeah. So if you were to put on it, who would you trust more out of those two? I think at the moment, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. I think yeah. he has slightly better pass catching weapons. I think that this will be a good game for the wide receivers. I love watching wide receivers and I love watching cornerbacks. The two positions that I study more than anything are yeah. those two skilled positions wide receiver and cornerback. And I think that, I think Justin Jefferson, you know he's improving so much in his second year. And his first year was really good as well. You know what I mean? But his his route running, his breaks, the variety of roles he can fill in that offence. I think that Justin Jefferson can have a decent day here. And I think on the flip side for the Browns, we've got Odell Beckham Jr. who's come back in. And I really fancy OBJ for a touchdown this week. He's going to be up against Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is... You know he's been a fantastic corner throughout his career, one of the very best. But he's on that wrong age of 30 now. Seeing that, like you know, he didn't do a bad job against Hopkins and things like that. But I do think that OBG is going to cause him some trouble here, and I really do fancy OBG for a touchdown. So OBJ anytime then calling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> OBG anytime touchdown score, I'm in on it. Like I, it think, like. I think if we have a running back. Off the Browns, who's going to do well, I think it might be more Kareem Hunt. I think they're going to be looking at more success if they attack the edges of this Minnesota Vikings defensive line um, then going through the middle with Nick Chubb. Seeing that, Nick Chubb will probably get 150 yards now. And totally smash your description as me as an expert, you know what I mean? I do think that out of the running backs for the Browns, I think I think Kareem Hunt's going to have the better day. The matchup that I'm really looking forward to seeing isn't the defensive end on Cleveland's side. It's the the defensive end on the Vikings' side. I'm looking at Darnell Hunter, and I'm thinking he's fast, he's got great twitch, he's got great burst and bend. And I think if this does come down to a quarterback battle of Mayfield versus Cousins, I think that Hunter can really cause some trouble for that. Cleveland offensive line and yeah. get and get the midfield in the backfield, you know.
0: And he's not good when he comes out of the pocket, is he, Mayfield?
1: No, I mean he's got a really good arm, he can move, he is mobile, he is athletic. Um I think I think if there's an over-under on his you know yards generated by himself. You know, I think if his under over sits at about ten or fifteen, I would be betting the over. And now I think that I think that Mayfield might might get twenty odds rushing this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he has got a really good arm. But I think I think he wants to be able to establish the run, and then the pre-action pass comes into in, yeah. in, in, uh, into into Baker Mayfield's wheelhouse. And I think that's what Stefanski and Mayfield, when they're game planning, will be hoping to do. Establish the run, and then eat off the play, the, the the play action pass. But I just don't know. I just don't know if the yards on the ground are going to be there this week for them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Big game, great game to watch. Six PM. Crack game. Cracking yeah,
1: game that, to watch. I'll be watching this one myself.
0: Yeah, and then I mean it just gets better, doesn't it? So five past nine, cards Rams. Yeah. What what more can you ask for? Um, I, I think that's a perfect nine o'clock game. I can't wait to watch that.
1: Yeah, two um, unbeaten teams, two unbeaten yeah. teams, two NFC West teams. It's a division rival battle, you know. Yeah. Um two teams who have been balling on offense, you know, like you look at this game and you think it's gonna go over 50 points. But McVeigh's got a got a really good record against the Cardinals. He's never lost against the Cardinals as wow, the head right? coach of the Rams. Um and I kind of think that the Rams are gonna to have too much at you know, like like for this Cardinals team. Yeah. I think that Stafford is on absolute fire. Yeah. Although the Cardinals secondary is talented and they're young and have got Butter Baker and Byron Murphy, who's really come along this year. I do think that they are still susceptible to the pass. And I don't think that they'll be able to cover like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, just been in astonishing form this week, uh, this season, um, because he's got such a rapport with Matt Stafford already. Um, batting the Rams on this one, I don't think it'll be particularly close. I think the Rams will win by more than seven. I think the spread on the Rams is minus four. I'd get in on that. I'd get in on that. I do think that the Rams will go over 30 points. I don't think the Cardinals will go over 30 points. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think the Cardinals are probably good for 28 points. I think the Rams will get a few more, obviously. And um, yeah, it, it it's 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 gonna this is gonna be offensive. This is gonna be this is gonna be the battle of the offenses this week. Um yeah. yeah, the Rams look good. I'll come to the Cardinals, but I'll I'll let you answer back on that first Tom, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. So um, George obviously put here about. Will Rams be able to move the ball on the ground against the Cards? Um, what, what you know? What is your thoughts here? Because like you say, Stafford he, he's absolutely balling out of control at the moment. The Rams have had their their problems of running back with you know um, losing who they've lost, and even when they brought Sony Michelle in, I think he was the main ball carrier last week, wasn't he? Because Henderson was questionable. So what what are we thinking
1: there? Well, Henderson's questionable again this week, but yeah, I still think he'll make the field. He's a week removed from that injury, and I still think he'll make the field. Sonny Michel's a very underrated running back, to be honest with you. The kind of running back who's gonna break off 20-yard runs, but he is gonna get routinely gonna get four yards, five yards, four yards, five yards. Which are gonna keep the chains moving. Yeah. Look, I think the thing what I think the thing what's gonna make the Rams run the ball. And be able to run the ball successfully isn't necessarily the individual they've got in the backfield, it's the play caller Sean McVeigh. Yeah, you know, he fits into that Matt Lefleur, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan kind of bracket who are really creative in the run game, you know what I mean? Uh, who are able to seem to plug anybody back there and they get yardage. And I would kind of bank on them to be able to get yardage again. To be honest with you though, I think this is going to be a game where we we'll see both quarterbacks throw over 30 times each. Okay. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a ball in the air game. I think it's gonna the weather's good. You know what I mean? They're playing in LA, you know, it's early in the season. We're only into week four, both of them are unbeaten. We've got two quarterbacks who so are confident. Kyla Murray's really coming along. Stafford's playing out this world at this moment in time. And I just think that it's gonna be. The first team to blink will lose this. Yeah. And, I, and I'm banking on McVeigh and the consistency of the Rams, who are coming off a terrific win against Tampa, you know, like to be able to carry this on. Yeah. It was I a mean, huge,
0: huge victory for them. Huge. When I, when I, I, I looked at it last season, didn't they? So, sorry?
1: They did it last season, didn't they? The Rams beat. But yeah, yeah. Season, the Rams have yeah. shown McVeigh has won every game against the Cardinals in his time there. He's never lost a game against them. I think. I think when I look at this game I look at the matchups I look at the star wide receiver for the Cardinals Hopkins yeah. he's going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey and Jalen Ramsey's going to travel I'm not too sure that I mean what happens when a immovable uh, unstoppable object meets an unmovable force you know what I mean it's, yeah. it, it's 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 I don't I think if anybody's going to get numbers in this game it's going to be the number 2 and number 3 wide receivers for the yeah. Cardinals I really fancy A.J. Green for a touchdown this week. I know he's not the player he once was, but he's still a legitimate red zone threat. I yeah. really fancy A.J. Green for a touchdown this week. And I think Christian Kirk will have him sell a reasonable game as well. I don't think that Hopkins will, will have one of those 10-catch, 120-yard games and a couple of scores kind of things that he normally has. Because yeah. he's, he's going to be followed everywhere by Jalen Ramsey. So if I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking... Who am I banking on to have big games? I'm thinking Murray's going to get yardage on the ground and through the air. He's a no-brain start. You know, Matt Stafford, he's a no-brain start. I think both the wide receivers for the Rams, Cup and Woods, are going to get grabs in this. And I think the number two and number three wide receivers for the Cardinals. um, Yeah, I think I, th- I think Christian Kirk and I think AJ Green could could, could have decent games as well. Um, I would... Do you know what is, I I wouldn't rule out Chase Edmonds as well underneath having a couple of grabs. You love
0: Chase Edmonds. Don't
1: I, I don't do. think he's going to get score massive points, but I think he'll come up with like a solid 12 or 13 in fantasy. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not, I'm not he's not going to get into the paint. He's not going to get a touchdown, no. I don't think. He's too light and he doesn't play in the red zone package as much. Um so if he's getting a touchdown, he's breaking one of those screens or you know, like one, one of those one of those gadget players that like, where they found him out the backfield. Yeah. but uh, yeah, I think I think you'll have a steady floor this week as well, you know.
0: Yeah. So back to the Hopkins and Ramsey matchup. because obviously that's going to be the one that, especially someone like you in the skill positions that you love, that you're going to be watching. Who's your winner out of that? You know what? It, what what would you class Ramsey keeping Hopkins under as a win for Ramsey?
1: I think we're not going to a lot. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see Cliff Klingsby trying to move Hopkins around to try and get him out of underneath Ramsey. Yeah. I think we might see a bit of Hopkins in the slot here, where Ramsey isn't overly comfortable in. We saw Hunter Renfro put him on skates, you know, yeah. like in pre-season. Ramsey's still very good in the slot, but it's not as 40. He's better as an outside corner. And I think if Cliff if Klingsby wants to get Hopkins into this game... It might be putting them in the slot and playing them as a big slot, which he can certainly do. Yeah. You know, um, when I look at the battle on the outside, one on one on the outside, I think Ramsey will be able to shadow him and cover him in that situation. I think if Hopkins is played a little bit in the slot, I think he might have some up a hand there. Um, it's going to be a great battle to watch. It's certainly going to be the, the single game breaker of this game. If the Cardinals can get Hopkins into the game, they've got a chance to win it. If the Rams can stop Hopkins, they're going to win it. And I'm favouring on the side of them being able to stop them on the outside, but maybe I'm getting some grabs on the inside. like it. I like it.
0: Again, I, I just can't wait to watch that match. I really what? can't.
1: It's going to be a, Again, it'll be the game I'm watching. It's going yeah. to be a phenomenal game. Um Really, really this, this weekend's games with yeah. Sky have chosen are just are yeah. just perfect. Um yeah. I mean I've got game pass as well, but I'll not be deferring from Sky. I'll just be watching yeah. all of Sky's games <laughs> yeah.
0: this week. Yeah, it's perfect. So we'll uh we'll move on then to the next, which is if well it's the Brady show, isn't it? I think that's what it'll be billed as. Brady back at the Patriots. So I mean, for me, I don't I don't think it's a massive matchup, if I'm honest. Um Just because of how strong the books are. But again, that's me and my sort of limited knowledge. And, and, you know, just being in the game the past few years, seeing how Patriots have sort of declined and and the books have increased. So, you know, where's this game won and lost? Where is it for you? Do you think the Buccaneers are heavy favourites?
1: Look, Jordan's put in the chat that this game's been underplayed. and And I think the media have hyped it, but both Belichick and Brady have been very silent and resolute on this. You no, know, yeah. Belichick was being asked about the game on Thursday and he was still talking about the game on the weekend that had just gone. He yeah. didn't want to talk about this game. And Brady's underplayed it as well. Mm-hmm. Um look, the books aren't in a great form. They're not in a great they're not in great injury form, at least, like you know what I mean? Yeah, um sure secondary's completed, the they're missing bodies at the back end there. I think what goes in their favor is, is they've got a rookie quarterback at New England who just threw three picks last game. And I think what New England will want to do, they'll want to run the ball with Harris. And I don't think that the odds are going to be there. He's going to be beating some big bodies in Sue and Vita Via. And I think yeah. this is going to be a Bucks win. But seeing that, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Bill Belichick just schemes something up. You know what I mean? And um, and and you know, and and Tampa were Tampa were beaten here. It's yeah. just one of those games that's just full of there's so many storylines in it. <laughs> you know you pay so much from it. You know about you know Bill Belichick not wanting to speak to Tom Brady the day he left, and you know like fallout for certain players because of Tom Brady's dietitian and stuff like that. Who had such a state say in the team? Then of course you've got Gronk who looks like he's going to be doubtful for this game, and yeah. you've got the you've got the Antonio Brown as well. You know, let's not forget yeah. he has to the Patriots as well. You know, and it's just it's just this is. Storylined, it's got so much in it that it's it. I think everybody since Tom Brady left New England was looking forward to seeing him go back. You yeah. know, like on, on another team. Um, I think you'll get cheered off the fans of New England. I think they'll cheer him running on and boo him during the game. But that's that's what we would do. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think they'll boo him from his entrance. I think they'll cheer him running on and boo him during the game. I just think Tom's going to be incredibly motivated for this game, <laughs> <laughs> And I think he's going to really want to stick it to Belichick. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, I think that, I think the books are going to win it. Um, I just think it's going to be such a real pant mind to watch. Um, And I think the commentary on this game might be something else as well. Like,
0: yeah. Um... <laughs> so obviously, like you say, they depleted it at, at, at the DB position. Um, and, They've brought in, like George said here, they've brought in Sherman. Um, you know, is that a signing for for the experience side of things? Is it a signing for his ability? Is it both? You know, how important is he going to be to this book side at the moment?
1: At this stage, you've got to ask what Sherman got left in the tank. You know, like I know I know he had a reasonable season last year and he's but he's always been small. Yeah. It's the way he uses his body. It's the way that he uses the sideline. It's the way that he reads the quarterback's eyes that have made Richard Sherman a really good uh, cornerback in this NFL. I just think that, you know, like, look, I just don't think that they've got the weapons. I like like Jacoby Myers. I like Nelson Aguilar. I just don't think that they're going to trouble. I don't think either of them are going to trouble Richard Sherman. Yeah. I think he's too clever for them. You know what I mean, though. Although both of them on paper, you would think, well, they're there to type the type of cornerbacks that might trouble them. They're both small, they're both shifty, they're both fast. I just think that I just think that Sherman's seen it all at this stage of his career. And I think if anything's going to beat him, it might be a little bit of ring rust, Tom. You know, he's yeah. he, he's been out. The, he's been out. He hasn't had a preseason. He might have well kept himself fit. He's a dedicated pro. I imagine yeah. he has. But um. Yeah, he's still got to get up the game speed, and he is against very two very good, shifty, fast wide receivers. You know, on the whole, in particular, I hope he can take it to the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. From a grab, he's fast enough to be able to do that. Saw that with the radars last year. So he's going to have to be switched on. But um, I just kind of feel like I kind of feel like he's going to have seen this kind of stuff before. When you've been in the NFL this long, there's not many types of wide receivers that you haven't seen before. Put it that way, you know. So what um, is it a book clear win for you then? What do you know what the spread is? I don't know what the spread is. Um, I don't know what the spread is, but I fancy the books to win this by. I, I fancy the books to win this 20, 28. You know, I think books will get twenty eight points. I think I think it's going to probably be about seventeen points for 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 New England. I Duke can see them though. getting two touchdowns and maybe a field goal. So I've, yeah. I've got the I've got the books maybe eleven points winning this by like you know. I don't think it'll look comfortable for them. But the spread seven. I've just had a look The spread yeah. seven. I'm back in the books to cover that spread, then. Yeah. I'm back in the I'm back in the books to cover that spread.
0: On the other side
1: of the ball, go on. You know, like the 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 periods are missing Gilmore at this moment in time. Yeah, they've got JC Jackson, who's a very good developing cornerback. I think he's gonna be all right against you know Evans, I think, you know. On the other side, we've got Jalen Mills. This is the matchup that I will want to exploit. Jalen Mills came from Philadelphia Eagles. He was cut by them because he wasn't very good in man coverage. And no team will play man coverage more than the New England Patriots. They want their cornerbacks to be able to be on an island and be matched up against the opposing team. Yeah. I think this could be a game for Antonio Brown. I've got him as an any-time touchdown scorer. I would also maybe take a little punt on him as the first touchdown scorer as well. I think they're going to want to get him in the game early. I think he's going to want to get in the game early. Brady's got a bit of a connection with Antonio Brown. Yeah. And I do think that Antonio Brown can absolutely eat Mills' lunch. Jalen Mills will have a very difficult evening against Antonio Brown. Um, And Chris Godwin, if he goes out there as well. But I'm yeah. thinking that they're going to go with Brown on the outside. They're going to go with Evans. So there's your X and your Z. And I think we'll see Godwin working out the slot. And I'm I'm starting Brown. I'm starting Brown in all formats that I've got him <laughs> in this week. Am i Am going to have a punt on him scoring the first touchdown in this game? And I'm definitely going to take him as being an anytime touchdown scorer. I think he's going to have a big game this week. He will be on my... Wide receivers fantasy challenge with you, Don. Yeah.
0: So all signs point to Bucks win. What you, you mentioned, obviously, that you wouldn't be surprised if Bill schemed something. And they got the Patriots. Is that the only way they win? It's not ability. It's yeah. going to be scheme.
1: It's not a good matchup for them. The books are a much better side. You know, like it's it's not a really good matchup for them. Um, they might want to try to get the tight ends in the game. John O'Smith, I think, might have a good game. You know, Winfield Junior is not the biggest body. Um, and I think John O' Smith might have a decent game on yeah, I think Hunter Henry on the other side might have a decent game, but if I'm picking one of those tight ends, I'm, pick, I'm picking John O' Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just think that the books are the books are too good. They're Super Bowl champions, and they've got a few injuries. I just think they're too good for this, you know. So
0: right, good days, and then we'll finally move on to the one where I'm probably going to see you more more passionate, bit of bias here. Um, uh, obviously Raiders at Chargers, which divisional, you know, you know we're, we're looking forward to this game. Um, Herbert, cars on fire, talk to me. Where, where mm. are we at?
1: Well, this Chargers team isn't a good matchup for the Raiders. You know, like it obviously teams in their division will draft and build to stop teams within their division, and what we've done is we've went fire for fire. Against teams like Kansas, we've went. You've got Tyree Kill. We'll go get Henry Ruggs. Yeah, You know, you've got Keenan Allen. We'll go get Brian Edwards. You've got Travis Kelsey. We've got Darren Waller, and we'll try to mix and match. You know, like and find our versions of them. What the is we saw the Chargers beat Kansas last week in their own ground, Um, I would rather play Kansas than the Chargers because the Chargers. The matchup isn't very favourable against us. I think we've got a better matchup against the Chiefs than we do against the Chargers. Yeah. Look, I'm like the most tempered Raiders fan because I've followed <laughs> them for years and I don't get carried away. I was saying to my mates in our group chat, I was like, maybe if we're going to the bye unbeaten, I'll start talking about playoffs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But this is our hardest game of the season so far. This is our toughest game of the season so far. Yeah. And um, what the saw the Chargers do. Against the Chiefs last week is we saw them playing a lot more man than what they want than what they normally do. Normally, like that defense will normally play a cover six. So what cover six is it means is that you drop your back four back. That's cover four. You know, yeah. you your two safeties and your two cornerbacks, you yeah. drop them back, but then you also defend the quarters with two linebackers. Yeah. So cover four plus cover two becomes cover six and it's also called quarter's coverage as well i think that's what this charge as defense will normally be built on it's similar to what vic fangio plays and brandon staley's from that and um, however what we saw against the chiefs is, is they played in man about 60 odd percent of the time so what they did is they actually played a man coverage a lot and i think we'll probably see a little mix and match of cover six zone coverage in man coverage against the Raiders. Um, obviously, our biggest weapon is Darren Waller, but they've got Derwin James, and if anybody can follow Darren Waller, and if anybody is fast enough, strong enough, athletic enough to be able to nullify Waller, it's Derwin James. I think he's probably the only player in the NFL who I would think, oh, Waller might actually not win that matchup against. Yeah. Um I think Raiders are going to have to establish the run. The Elliott Chargers have got the worst run defense in the NFL at this moment in time. Clyde Edwards-Helaire just put up over a hundred yards on them, and he's never getting over. he's been terrible since he's come to the league. He's yeah. been an un- he's been under underwhelming, but he put up over a hundred yards on them last week, you know. And I think and Tony Pollard broke off a big run against them the week before against Dallas. Um, so I think if if the Raiders want to win this game. They're going to have to establish the run. Now the problem with that is Tom is our offensive line has not been able to generate anything in right. running the ball. Pete and Bobber got hundred yards last week against Miami Dolphins, but it wasn't like a stellar running performance. It was just yeah. you know like a, a, a lot of volume. And um, when you look at our PFF when you look at our PFF pass blocking grades, they're far greater than our PFF run blocking mm-hmm. grades. Um, we're amongst the lowest in the NFL for our run-blocking grades. So the Raiders are going to have to figure out how to get that ball on the ground and how to run it and to control the clock. Um, Where's Jacobs at of- at the moment? Because he's missed, hasn't he? He's missed the last two he's missed, Jacobs. Jacobs might be back. He's been training this week. He might be back. I think we might see a little bit of Jacobs. We'll probably see more Peyton and yeah. Um Jalen Richard has come back in. I'm a little bit... Underwhelmed with Kenyon Drake so far. One of the things I thought Kenyon Drake was pretty good at was pass blocking. He's really struggled at it at the Raiders. He yeah. um, hasn't been as much of a factor as Peyton Barber was last week. Um, and I think we'll probably see Peyton Barber. And we'll probably see Jacobs eat up the majority of, ta- of, of of the carries here like You know. Yeah.
0: And We've then got to be able to run the
1: game. We've got to be able to run the ball in this game to win this game.
0: Yeah. Obviously, we. we we talked about Remfo a lot in the group, and we've seen his route running So, is he a big, you know, a big factor in this? If they're going man at times, and then they're going into obviously the cover six, he he, he just puts DBs on their ass all the time. Like you say, you've you seen what he's done in in preseason. But I don't know who it was against last week that you, you put that he in the where Oh god, he just absolutely put him on his arse, just send him for a hot a dog 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 on the shoulder and off. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, what, what, what are we talking here? Fantasy-wise, is he someone to be getting in?
1: Yeah, obviously, I'm looking at the radars running backs. I'm looking at, and then I'm hunt, looking at Hunter Renfro in this game. What we saw the, the Chargers do last week is they almost dared Kansas to run. They went and they went, right, OK, we're not going to give up the big play. We're not going to let you put 21 points on us in the quarter, which is what Kansas can do. We're yeah. going to play a lot of coverage back there, but you can have all this underneath stuff. You know what I mean? And I think the Raiders are going to have to be clever, and they're going to have to take what Well, McCoy is. He'll take what he can underneath. Yeah. yeah. So I think that Renfro and you know I think Renfro is probably going to have a decent game this week. I think he's going to he's going to be our, our wide receiver uh, catches leader. I think it's going to be mostly on Renfro and the running backs. I don't really like the matchups. Um, With Walander and James Ruggs is never going to be a 10 catch a game guy, yeah. He's going to be four catches at 85 yards in the day, yeah. And and Edwards is Edwards, Edwards is your possession type, you know, your ex receiver. He might have a reasonable game this week. If I'm backing anybody though, I'm backing Renfrew from that group. And and I'll come to Chargers after you've wrapped up on that point, actually,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um that's it, you know. That that's what I was looking at. The Raiders more than anything um, was was where your your big wins be. So it's over to the Chargers now. You know they're favourites for the game. It's only a three point five spread, but you yeah. know where 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 do they win this game? Also, you touched on their defensive coverage and what they're inviting to do, but they have still got to be offensive on the ball. So we know about Herbert, but but how
1: are they going to be lining up against you? Yeah, so the Vela's play cover three, which is different the cover six. Cover three basically means we play a single high safety who drops back. He's one of the coverage. And two corners, who drop back. So we play cover three. Cover three. What we don't... And we have a strong safety, which lines up in the middle of the field. Divine Diablo's been coming in and playing a bit of strong safety. And there's been some rubber techniques that we've used within that. So there's a few wrinkles within our cover three. It's not the old Seattle cover three, although it's got many aspects of it. But what like, like a bit like what the Chargers want to do. We're going... You can't have anything behind us, but we'll give you this stuff in front of us. And what we're banking on is we're banking on players like um our linebackers being able to read and react quickly and to come downhill. And for the extra and for the extra safety in the box to be able to get sideline to sideline, to stop those three and four and five yard dump offs yeah. becoming eleven yard gains. Problem is though, you've got Keenan Allen in this game, and you've got Austin Eckler. And if any wide receiver is good yards after the catch, it's Keenan Allen. He can get open in a phone booth. His roots are that good. You know, he's got elite foot he's got elite foot um work. He's just a such an underrated wide receiver. But if you watch him, his movement's great. The guy would be able to get open in a phone booth, is my yeah. favorite saying about him. That's how I would describe him. That's how good he is, you know. Yeah. And I think that he's gonna be a threat in this game. I also think that um Ekla. Out the backfield more as a receiver than a runner could have a decent game here. Do you know what it is, Tom? This is such a hard game to pick. It's like it's so difficult. And I think it's gonna boil down to whoever has the ball last will win this game. Whoever has the ball last will win this game. Yeah. Um god, am I gonna say Raiders? Am I gonna say radars and just get me allow myself to get excited? (laughs) <laughs> this early into my weekend, am I gonna see? I'm gonna edge me bets on this one. I'm gonna push it at this moment in time. Yeah. Um. I think I'm gonna see. I'll take the radars with the spread. I don't know yeah. what the handicap is, but I'll back the radars with the with the handicap points. Um, and push this one. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be Justin Herbert's turning into a bloody fine quarterback. Yeah. By the way. So I, that's and what he, I was gonna
0: say. Was obviously. That, you know, my main input on this will be to sort of ask questions about the more detailed stuff, he said. So you've obviously talked about your cover three there. So my understanding is, like you say, that that, that free safety is he will read the quarterback to go, right, where am, I, where am I almost doubling when that ball comes out? So my basic understanding, and this is where I need you to sort of explain it, is I look at that and I go, well, with the Chargers offensive line doing well at the moment and Rash- Rashawn Slater's, you know, unbelievable. Um, Herbert is looking strong and strong. For me, surely all they do is design plays, and obviously it won't be every play, but design plays to look at Robert Woods, take the free safety over there, and then just drop it into Eckler with the, uh, not Eckler, sorry, um, Keenan Allen. That's, that'll
1: be one on one. So is it as simple as that? or? I mean, look, cover three is the easy picked apart. It's an easy defense to understand. The player in high school, Tom. But I think what you've got to understand as well though, is this is NFL coaches, they're not gonna they're not gonna come out in cover three all the time. Yeah. Michael Lombardi made this really ridiculous point earlier on this year. Yeah, just earlier on this week, in fact. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. He said he said a good quarterback will be able to find the holes in the rear defense. I'm like, well, yeah, of course it will. Cover three's been around forever. But do you think Gus Bradley's gonna come out continually in cover three? Yeah. You know what I mean? That we're gonna see different coverages in there. And in Look, we haven't been... Herbert's the best quarterback we've come up against this this season. We have came up against Lamar Jackson in the first game. We came up against Ben Roethlisberger in the second game. And last week, we had Jacoby Brissett. Now, as passers, as actual pure passers, neither of them three light the world on fire. Lamar Jacobs obviously brings a threat on the ground and he's improving as a passer. But he's still not going to blow you away with his arm. He's not going to put 400 yards up on the game. You know what I mean? He's not that kind of quarterback. He might generate 400 yards with his legs and his arm, you know what I mean? so, so Herbert's the best quarterback, PR passing quarterback. But I'd say he's the best quarterback we've come up against already this season. He's already on progression for an MVP-type season in his future. I'd probably say he's already better today, year two, than Mahomes was, year two, bearing in mind that Mahomes sat the whole first year. The kid's just brilliant. He's more careful with the ball as well. He's a really, really annoyingly good quarterback. I'm not a fan of the LA Chargers, but it's hard not to look at Justin Herbert and go, wow, you're going to be an absolute multiple MVP winning superstar, you kid. You know what I mean? He's good. He's really good, Tom. So I think what does bode in our favour is that Dan Quinn took the Cowboys to LA and held them to 17 points. Yeah. Uh, 18 points, 17 points. I can't remember what it was. Held them around that range. Dan Quinn is Seattle cover three, basically the exact same defense as what Gus Bradley will come in. Now, there'll be some wrinkles in that, there'll be some changes in that, but that's got to give the readers hope. And I think that's what we're pinning our hope on that we can stymie their defense, you know, that offense. So,
0: again, it's a game looking forward to. I'll admit I'm not staying up for that one. Um, There's no (laughs) personal love in there, but can't wait to see the highlights on it. And, and, you know, it's a difficult one because I've always been slightly Raiders favourable. Um, but, you know, you've you started to come out with your Giants agenda. So I'm I'm, I'm going away from the, the Raiders now. So um, maybe I'll be hopeful for that chat on Monday with Matt where I'm looking at a Raiders loss. But we'll, we'll see. It's an exciting game. Um, one thing I wanted to do was before we... I've got some questions in the group, I think, about um, fantasy matchups and stuff. But I wanted you to pick a player from each, each of the games. Just a fantasy player from each of the four games that you would you would bank. So Browns and Vikings. Who would be your fantasy player out of there? Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Okay. Cards and Rams. It's a tough one. Cooper Cup. Like it. Bucks and Patriots. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. <laughs> and Raiders and Chargers. Austin Eckler. Oof. hate you to say that. Right, let's have a quick look. Um, So, one from Chris here. I've got Herbert and Stafford at QB. Who should I be
1: starting? Oh, God, Jesus Christ, Chris. That's a nightmare for you. (laughs) That's a nightmare. I would be starting... Go with the hot hand. Keep with Matt Stafford. Go with the hot hand. Stay with Matt Stafford.
0: Okay. Um... Start two out of these three. So Ayuk, uh, Devontae, and um, Sanders. Emmanuel
1: Sanders, about the looks of it. E. Sanders. Well, the Philadelphia Eagles are playing the Chiefs, which means that, and the Chiefs got beat last week, and Ali Reid's going back to Philadelphia. So I think the Chiefs are going to want to blow Philadelphia out of the water, which means that Philadelphia are going to be chasing the game, which means the ball's going to be in the air a lot. So I'm going to go for a Devonta Smith is one of them. Uh, who yeah. are the other two, Tom?
0: Um, Ayuk and uh, Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Right, and you've got the Seattle Seahawks playing the 49ers. And you've got the Texans playing the Bills. Ooh, that's a tough one to pick from. My gut is saying go Ayuk. So I'm going to go Ayuk. Right
0: perfect. I think there was only two by the looks of it in there. Um, so then we'll go to our three players. So I don't know if you want to do just a quarterback, winning back and a wide receiver. Um, and then we'll you know, we'll see next week how, how we get on. Um, I've picked a bit of a dodgy wide receiver if I'm honest, but I'm going for it. You know I like to put my random shouts out
1: there. Um, um, yeah, so- so I'm just going to have a quick little look at the full slate of games. I can remember most of the games so Tom, just give us two minutes and just yeah, chat.
0: yeah, we'll yeah, have a quick sure. talk, you know. Yeah. So I'll I'll talk about mine. That's obviously why you're you're looking there. So at quarterback, ah, begrudgingly gone for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a good game, obviously. versus San Sam Fran. I know San Fran a bit weak in the DB area. I know JP had some concerns. Um, I was just struggling elsewhere, looking just because of the matchups. Um, so I've gone there. Running back, I couldn't pick between Henry and Kamara purely because Henry's against the Jets, so I'd expect a 200-yard game. Um, but we've we've obviously got Saints, um, and we've just lost Blake Martinez. Um, I'm worried about how susceptible we're going to be with Kamara being able to come out of the backfield as well, um, especially when our only pass rush is coming from the edge. So I think they could design quite a lot to, you know, bypass Aziz and, and Lorenzo Carter. Um, so I'm probably going to go Kamara there, um, just in the hope that I'll be happy if he's shit. Um, and obviously, if he's not shit, then at least I'll have something to go with here. And then wide receiver, I've gone for Cephas of the Lions. Um, you know, they're playing the Bears. The Bears are in an absolute... I mean, I think they might even be in a worse position than the Giants at the moment. Um, so, I'm just hoping he has a field day. So, I was a, there's plenty more wide receivers out there that I could have touched. But, you know what I mean? I, I like to have a bit of a, a dodgy call every now and again. Um, I haven't given a dodgy one this season yet, honestly, Bob Miller. Um, but, it's, uh, yeah, I've gone there. So, they're my three. Um, how
1: are you beating them? Um Right, I'm looking at the Cowboys against the Panthers game and I'm thinking that could be close. I'm going Dak Prescott in that game as my quarterback. Um, Running back, I'm going to take the guy who you didn't take. I'm going to go with Derrick Henry because Julio Jones and AJ Brown are both out this week, yeah. which means that they're going with Henry and oh, they're going well. to be riding Henry. Um I, I, I really fancy him for a few touchdowns. So I'm, and I and I I really fancy yeah I really fancy him for a few touchdowns. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Derek Henry in there and wide receiver I'm gonna go Antonio Brown. I'm gonna go Antonio Brown again. The one that you know people are looking at our Bucks team. It's they've got so many weapons there. You know people yeah. will think well Godwin and, and Evans, but I really think that Brown can eat Jalen Mills as lunch all yeah. day long. And um, there's a bit of a grudge there, like you say, a bit of a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, there's a bit there. There's a bit of spice there, isn't it, Tom? Like yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, so I wrote those down. So we'll, we'll revisit them next week. Um, I think that's it for the episode. We said we we're going to sort of keep it around the 45 minute mark. We, you know, we've, we've done the four games, we've done a bit of fantasy. Um, first one, first of many, hopefully. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, there'll probably be a representative from each pod the majority of the weeks. I think it'll mainly be me and Mark, but there'll be times where others filled in. Um, But, yeah, hopefully we'll start getting some more questions. You know, predominantly fantasy-based is is what we're wanting. So, if anyone wants any assistance out there, Mark is your guy, without a doubt. Um, But, yeah, cheers, Mark. Uh, Anything for you to wrap up? No,
1: no, just what a great first episode. Really loved it. Hope the viewers like it. I imagine that Jamie will get this live where you can get your podcast tomorrow. So, if you haven't got the opportunity to watch it live, you can tune in tomorrow when you're at the gym or when you're cooking your dinner. And this could be part of your your Sunday ritual in the morning. I hope that people enjoyed it. We love a bit of feedback. So please feel free to feedback, subscribe, like, follow us both on Twitter. You know, any feedback good feedback, even if there's a criticism, you know, like it's something we can work on. Feel free to drop us a line. Try to jump in our DMs. I know I would answer them. And um, yeah, enjoy your weekends, whatever you're doing. Stay blessed and... Have a really good Sunday, guys. You know, love it. Cheers, mate. Oh, thanks, Tom. Thanks.